probably good on the pre-show. Let's wrap this shit up, pack it in, because it's time for the grand return of the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number 206. I am your usual host, Jared. I am joined today by Mr. Michael Mahoney. Best in the West, barring all others. And I have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Bacas, predicted by the prophecy. The best in the East. Uh, uh, sure, why not? Not too long ago, Michael and I were in the East. You were further east than I was. We won't. Yeah, uh, yeah. We don't have to talk about it. Rhode Island. <laughs> Rhode Island. Yes. Uh, we don't have to talk about it too much. We'll save it. We're gonna we're gonna have a special traveling podcast at some point where we can kind of go over some of our some of our travels. But Michael, what was your big takeaway from your time in Japan? I guess uh, I still like it. Still likes it. Still good. Cool. Yep. I like it. Still going strong. Uh, what about you, Jared? I can't say this without sounding vulgar, but I, <laughs> but I'm curious. I'm I I have a question. Go for uh, it. When you're in Japan, mm-hmm. do you feel like your balls touch the toilet water more often than normal? <laughs> uh, can't say that I do. No. I feel like it happened to me at least like two or three times. Hmm. Where I had to like, I don't know what to tell you. Where I had to like re, and I, and I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm. It's, it's just me getting older, or uh, you know what exactly it is. But gotta say, of all the questions I expected, this one was nowhere yeah, on my radar. Just not it. I was really hoping that you were going to be like, yes, that happened to me all the time, and uh, that's why I moved. You're not alone, and that's why I moved. That's why I came back to America. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst thing. If anything, I would say uh, most of the time I notice that the uh, the water in the toilet is nowhere deep enough. Well, that's that's true too. Uh, I, I okay. it, it seems like it, Western shits. It seems like it's either or. Um, I wouldn't say big Western shits. Uh, although you know I'm saying it's not big enough for your big Western shits. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I don't think that you can make big Western shits in Japan. Um, the try me. <laughs> I, I think you that should go and challenge try. I am willing to take. But I, I definitely, uh, I definitely realized during my time there that, like, man, vegetables are really essential for like making good big Western shits. Well, yeah, you need the fiber, man. And uh, the Japanese do not really eat vegetables. Um, they mostly just, they literally just eat like chicken beaks and like <laughs> and like crab shells and like turtle eyes. And, uh, and and that's pretty much it. And like you, you if they saw if they saw a tomato, I think it would blow their minds. I think they'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" And they'd try to figure out what they can make with the green top part of the tomato. <laughs> then we got to figure out how to eat this. Hey, but, those crab shells are tasty, man. I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying they're not. Um, we ate, we ate very well. It's been hard More to It's been hard to come back and adjust to eating like American slop. Like yeah. We really just It's I I It's I, not that we don't have good things to eat here, but just the amount of crap you have to take from people in order to even get to that point is a bit daunting at first. Well, so like to give you an idea, like I came home and uh the first night back, like my first full day back, I decided to get pizza. Uh, so I ordered a Domino's pizza, uh, and like well, that's on you. Yeah, 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 I know. But I had a Domino's pizza there, and it was amazing. Um, but I got one here, and when it showed up, like every vegetable on it was just charred black. Like, 
And I just feel like I feel like most of the people that I met in Japan would sooner fall on a blade than serve me a pizza where anything was charred black. <laughs> like it's just it's just not something that that would occur there. So uh, I mean, it happens to me when I came back from from other places too. Where like you go to like American fast food for whatever reason, and it's great. And you come here and it's like, all right. Yeah, here. it's like, oh, that's right. Nobody here has any, like, pride in it. And I'm not saying if you work at McDonald's, you should take pride in that, because that's fine. It's your prerogative to uh, to hate that as much as you want to. But it is... You could at least half-ass it. It is nice being somewhere where people, like, actually seem to give a shit about their job, even if their job is not the one that they want to be doing. Yeah, yeah. It's a unique concept, so... Anyway, that was, uh, that, that's, been, that's been kind of funny to adjust from. Other than that, everything's great. How about, uh, I guess we could start by talking about Nintendo and some of the stuff that they've been doing. Um, I was saying earlier, I've been kind of disappointed with just like people in general on the internet as of late. That's not anything new. People on the internet are disappointing all the time. Yeah, I don't know uh, why, why like lately. I just keep reading the stupidest shit. And, uh, did you, did you watch Infinity War, Lucio? I did. Um... I guess Michael uh, almost assuredly didn't, but also probably doesn't care if I if I spoil it, right? Uh, you might like hit a lot of pissed off people if you spoil it. Should I not do whatever. it? Uh, we can. What is this? We can wait. We can wait. It's the new Avengers movie. You can like. Is it oh, important oh. for you to like tell the story to spoil it. Okay, no. Here's here's actually what I'll say. Uh, if you watched a comic book movie and you saw someone die and you thought it mattered, you're fucking stupid. Uh, because nobody dies in comic books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've I know just, what you're talking about. The reaction of the internet as a whole to this movie is so fucking embarrassing. Um, I, I can't even wrap my head around how stupid you would have to be to think that, that like, anything in here... Basically, it... Look, Marvel movies have no stakes. Comic books have no stakes. I can count on uh, every. Here's what I, here's what I say about this, right? So I was talking. Jay got it spoiled. Uh huh. Yeah, but he didn't. Okay. No, 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 Anyway, if you read the comic book, if you read Infinity Gauntlet, uh huh, it ends the same way. So if you're a comic book fan, it ends the same way, like with that one thing that Thanos does. Uh huh. Um. And I was, you know, and if you read read comics, I mean, you you know what's going on, and like you know that like ninety five percent of these people are gonna not be dead, right? You're sure, right? So I was telling, you know, Jay was, you know, I was like, I know, explaining to him, and I'm like, people in the internet need to read a fucking book, any book, <laughs> uh... just like fucking, are you stupid, like? I, it's, you have never picked up a comic book or a book, just I, a regular book. I can't wrap my head around it, man. Like, there's just it's just it's people who really just don't get it. And you know uh, what bothers me too is like when I'm, for example, um, like on YouTube and I get a recommends and it's like the ending of whatever, like very obvious bullshit. Explain. I'm like, why? What, what do you need to explain? Like. <laughs> I feel the like one, I, I saw the ending of Infinity War. Explain. I'm like, what is there to explain? What do you, like, yeah, what do you need? What, you what do you get it? Um, it's a very straightforward movie. 
I'm kind of interested in that. Uh, ending explained. I'm just going to Google ending explained and see what movies they thought we wouldn't understand <laughs> the ending to. Uh, the Shining. I feel like that's pretty straightforward. Uh, so let, let, let me show you what, what's like the top uh, stuff that I have yeah, on. I'm going mean, to actually give them this one. Twin Peaks The Return. Uh, they have the ending explained. That's actually probably very essential and probably still didn't explain anything. Okay. This is what I have in YouTube when I type ending explained. Stephen King's... Um, 1922. The, 1922 explained. Sunny Family Cult explained. Truth or Dare explained. God of War explained. American Psycho. Bloodborne. Well, I can see Bloodborne. <laughs> um, Maybe a little bit. Uh, Blade Runner. I mean, if you don't read like a lot Lovecraft of these are very straightforward. Horror, like if you don't read Lovecraft and horror, I can understand being confused by like Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. But there's uh, some stuff going on there that requires some additional thought. Like I read right. upon it after I finished it, and still don't feel like I grasp it 100. percent But I mean that that kind of stuff is is fun. It's it's fun speculation stuff. But yeah. We were talking about like the ending to like Infinity War. It's not. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't need there an explanation are... of the ending of Double Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of these are like this is the other thing. There are with, there uh... are three. There are three right now. I'm looking at three uh, Infinity War endings explained. Three different videos. Yeah, I, they're actually most of these. If you keep scrolling, the majority of these There's are Infinity four, War five, endings. Five, six. Like what? What the fuck is there to explain? Like I know that this guy made a video because he wanted to like get some sweet hits out of the the hype for the movie. But like, what kind of a fucking moron is like? Oh, you know, I don't understand what happened. Okay, yes, yeah. you're right, Lucio. But based based off most of the comments I've read on the internet, these videos actually seem very essential. Because uh, it's pretty clear that a lot of people went into this movie and watched it and then walked out and they're like, what? How could, you know, maybe how it's could because they were on their fucking phone. Yeah. It's <laughs> a little uh, pre-show callback there. To, yeah, to get that joke, you need to pay us money. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. we You got it. You nailed it. Hey, fucking um, Captain America was being paid to be there. You know, the other the other thing that kind of bugs me about this is a lot of these uh, that they have is... So, like, one of these is Annihilation. And I don't know if... I, I Again, I know Michael didn't watch it. I don't know if you went and saw it. Um, but it... Superhero movie? It, uh, it It's what? Is it a superhero movie? No. It's... Um, it was it's a how would you describe it? It's a horror movie. I think you could probably say it's like a sci-fi horror movie. It was it was really oh. good. Um, but it has an ending that is ambiguous, but it's ambiguous deliberately, and I feel like you can't explain it. So the fact that there's four videos on here purporting to explain it kind of bugs me, um, because I don't think they could. Uh, or like 2001: A Space Odyssey's on here, and it says ending explained. I'm like, I don't know if you can explain that. All right, the, the the term explanation might be a little presumptuous, but when I see something where I walk away not understanding it, like say a, a David Lynch film, I kind of like to go out and see what other people thought it meant because I I'm not good at formulating a a theory like other people are. So sometimes sure. that can be fun. Sure. Yeah, I get that. I mean, uh, Evangelion, like like I don't mind. Well, that's just nonsense. That's, that's like that. Like Space Odyssey, for example. That's something that I would say, yes, that's worthy of discussion. And it's kind of structured that way, right? Right. Like, it's very open to interpretation at the end. What I'm talking about is stuff like Jeepers Creepers ending explain. Like, okay. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like stuff doesn't need to be explained. People don't um, get it, man. What's going on with the Jeeper Creeper? Is he wearing the guy's skin or what? Could. It's a trip. Uh, yeah, they've they've really got. There's a video. You're right. I thought you were exaggerating when you said Jeepers Creepers, but uh, <laughs> I was. I scrolled down far enough, and there it is. Jeepers Creepers three ending plus series <laughs> timeline explained. So there you go. Like that's what bothers me. So like, like I could get like. Dark Souls, for example, has an entire industry of like guys making videos out of like, you know, what the fucking tiles in an Orlando mean. Uh, but oh, that's and they, kind of, they get deep. Yeah, that's kind of how like Dark Souls was structured, and I, it makes sense. Uh, uh, but there's stuff like I remember, um, which one? Oh, uh, Bioshock Infinite. That was the first time I saw it, and I'm like, that didn't really need explaining for me. But maybe I get it if you're not like I don't know, like thirteen and you don't haven't gotten to like physics yet, um, you know. I mean, I'll I'll, uh, I'll help anybody who is confused by Jeepers Creepers. It's about a monster who wants to wear Justin Long's skin, and then in the end he does. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy Perfect. that. I want to. I want um. I want somebody to explain me that I won't pick it. Let me see. The area will whip the kid. I'm sure it's out there. I'll tell you in a second. People are confused, man. There's confusing times. Is someone done a wrap up on what happened in Biodome? Because, man, that still keeps me up to this day. Biodome, ending explained. <laughs> <laughs> I think, actually, what I would need explained is uh, Biodome script writing explained. Like, I, w- I want to know what went into that. And how that how that happened. But, um, <laughs> what did you find, Lucio? Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the long haul, and he explained. No shit. <laughs> huh. There you go. Well, yeah. Lucio, you have some homework. Yeah, finally, <laughs> someone to discuss that movie with. Yes. <laughs> Finally, I'll understand what went on in the long haul. What was going on with that wimpy kid? Why am I so wimpy? <laughs> Where were they hauling? <laughs> was the haul really that long? I don't know. I mean, we this is a rabbit's hole. Like, I'm sure that we'll have to come back to this some point and see who can find the most embarrassing, like, ending explained video for someone who really shouldn't need it. Uh... <laughs> All of this was a lead into a discussion that I was uh, going to bring up about uh, Nintendo. Um, oh yeah, and you guys can you guys maybe you'll agree with people on this, uh, but I think everybody's really overreacting uh, to it. But uh, this week, uh, the re-release of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is happening. Uh, Tropical Freeze is the uh, Donkey Kong platformer that was criminally underplayed on the Wii U. And Nintendo yep. has uh, repackaged it, made a very like small change to it. They just took out this this difficulty mode and put in another one. So nothing big. The game's barely been tweaked at all. Um, and everyone is up in arms because Nintendo has decided to re-release it for $60 on the Switch. Uh, and they've also removed it from the Wii U shop. So you can no longer go download the $20 uh, Wii U digital version. Um, so if you want to play this game, you, you either got to buy it for, on the Switch for $60 or 
or you could go buy the Wii U version on Amazon for twenty five. Okay. People, I don't see what the problem is. Yeah, people are people are like real upset about this. Uh, have they not? Well, no, they haven't because nobody bought a Wii U. But like Nintendo doesn't discount their shit. I mean, that's true too. Like Nintendo shit stays expensive for a long time. Uh, how like even are... Wii U shit? Like I, I've gone to like buy. Uh, like I'm all, like, when the Switch came out and I still didn't have it. I went to like search for Wii U games that I could play. You know, because mm-hmm. I was figure, you know, nobody bought the Wii U. They are pushing the new console, but no, everything was still sixty bucks. I mean, I, even even shit nobody would buy. I can buy a Tropical Freeze right now for twenty bucks on on Amazon on you? the Wii U. Like you don't need the digital one, um, right? But yeah, anyway, people people are not happy about this. Uh, I, think- I just feel like they haven't like played nintendo for a long time and now they're figuring out that they don't they don't discount i mean you're definitely right like nintendo games don't go down in price uh at least not until they've not until they are absolutely sure that they have wrung every possible dollar uh out of out of the game um i'm i'm wondering how much uh mario kart is right now on the switch and if it's gone down at all and I mean, shit, I bought Bayonetta 1 and 2 in the Wii U for 60 bucks. This was before I knew it was going to be out in the Switch, but like, I figured, oh, you know, the fucking Wii U's dead. And <laughs> yeah. you, you were on the right track. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 is still 54 bucks. Yeah, see? So, yeah, their shit just doesn't go down in price. Uh, I, I heard one person arguing that the big problem is that the original Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, whatever. Uh, didn't even cost sixty dollars when it was new. I think it was a fifty dollar game. Um, and again, Maybe. like, who ca- who cares? You had years to play it at the discount price. Like, I don't understand uh, why you're mad now. I mean, it feels you can a little underhanded. It feels a little underhanded up front, but man, is this is this really worth wasting your time on or your your energy on? Like, it's, no. it's a fucking game, man. Just so, buy it or don't. So on that level, uh, Frostpunk came out and has... Be- I'm so mad about it. It's become uh, a similar victim uh, to this kind of mentality uh, because the game plays for about 9 to 12 hours, depending on how much of the extra content you do. And uh, I didn't look at how much it is, but people are saying like it's not worth the amount of money that it costs. I think it's only like twenty, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's twenty nine ninety nine. Okay. Do you think it's a situation like super hot where like they saw how much hype there was and they decided to like up the price? I don't think so. Thirty bucks. I think way. I think this was yeah. a thirty dollar title the whole time. Yeah, I don't feel no, like I'm you can like count asking. on that kind of hype for a for a game like this. But no, I, I get what you mean because that was something where like we called them out over you know price stuff, and, uh, and to this day I still haven't bought Super Hot because it's not at the price that I wanted to buy it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they they kind of pulled some bullshit with it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think this one has anything like that. I think this was probably always the price point they were hoping to hit. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, people are people are just uh, like. I wouldn't say furious, not like they are at, at sweet, sweet Nintendo, but uh, people are really, uh, you know, slamming Frostpunk pretty hard for just being like poor value, uh, saying like there's no replayability. And I just don't understand why everything needs to be. Why does everything need to be replayable? Like, just just play it. 
And you said what, like nine to twelve hours? Yeah, that's about nine hours to just I, to just get through it as quick as you can. Twelve if you stop and do everything. I mean, I get I get less time than that out of a triple A game for sixty sometimes. That's true. What? Yeah, uh, and I mean, I've I've already preached this over and over again, but like nine hours is a mercy to me. Like I might actually play it if it's nine hours. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, but I, I guess the type of person who plays like RTS games, I, I guess I could understand like the expectation being, well, I need I need this game to be you know uh, five hundred hours of replayability, otherwise it's not worth my time. Like I, I guess I sort of get that. Like uh, mm-hmm. R- RTSs tend to be replayable on some level. I don't yeah. understand how an RTS can be not replayable. Uh, well, I mean, you could you could play it again, but it nothing's gonna change. Like, does it, it have like a like a map mode? Well, there's only one. There's really only one map for it. So you you build out the city and and survive, and then that that's kind of it. There's no. Like, I mean, you have your different laws and rules, and you can uh, send your explorers on different different missions. So I think you could probably get a second replay out of it. So okay, it, it doesn't have like random maps. No, no, no. It's not that no, kind of thing. Like, it doesn't have like a game setup mode. It's not really. I, I say RTS, but it's not really an RTS. It's more of like a. It, it's almost closer to like a clicker uh, kind of game. Um, uh, there's like RTS light. Yeah, I'm. I'm being really reductionary by calling it that, but uh, it, it's a very static thing. Like you're just building this like static city, and um, I mean, there's there's a lot of variance in how you build that city, but the actual map where it takes place is always going to be the same, and the laws that you enact are always going to be the same. You could make different choices on another playthrough and see how it like works out. Um, but I I get the idea of like it's it's not a game that you're going to want to like lose hours and hours to. There's no like free campaign or anything like that. Because um, like, what what I'm thinking and it's like you know. Uh, save is probably a bad comparison, but like in save, you can like set up a horrific game where you're like with 12 AI on like a two person map and shit like that. Or uh, Total War, you can you know you have like campaigns that you can randomly do or stuff like that. You know, um, Civ Civ was actually kind of close to what I was thinking of as the type of game that I think someone might wish that Frostpunk was, mm-hmm. um, but it it just isn't and. I don't know. Sometimes you have to accept that things aren't exactly what you want them to be. Right. Life's hard, you know? But anyway. That's a myth. I fix you. I've just been disappointed in people. I've been disappointed in, in the reaction to the Infinity War ending. I've been disappointed in uh, this criticism of Nintendo for pricing things the way that they want to. And, uh, and now I'm disappointed in the people who are dismissing Frostpunk because it's too short to be worth the experience without even knowing like what, it, what, the, what its deal is. You know, the, the old man in me would say at this point, it's like people don't have enough things to worry about, but we really do. There's a lot of stuff out there we should really be concerned about, but this is not yep. it. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, sure. Like, there's probably a better outlet for, for our uh, outrage. We should be mad at uh, that that one chick who uh, hosted that dinner. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's something to be pissed off about. I not not to not to deviate into the uh, political aspect here, but I find it so fucking funny how her one big joke that everyone's offended by 
has kind of like transformed itself where everybody's like, she called her ugly, even though she didn't. <laughs> I don't know if you even know what I'm referring to here, but... Um, no, last I heard they were mad about the drinking water in Flint. Oh, no, I mean, we're mad about that too. Every, or, or are we? I don't know. Well, we were mad that she made a joke about it. I don't think anyone's still pretending to be mad about it. No. The actual, The actual disaster. No, they basically, she she made a, a comment about uh, Huckabee Sanders and uh, people just immediately jumped on it and were saying that she was like calling or, or talking about her looks and the comment had nothing to do with her looks. And so, I don't know, it was kind of like if Lucio said you were stupid and I was like, hey, Lucio, Michael's not stupid and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm not. Know, just I'm her, her friends. Thank you. I appreciate that. Her friends are not being very helpful right now. <laughs> like no one. The call, whole thing. No is... one called her ugly, and people are like, "I hey, leave her looks out of it." <laughs> How dare they insult this ugly woman? She's so brave. <laughs> it's but, just anyway. I, that's a whole other hilarious mess. But it's also something else to get upset about, which was the point that I was making. Yes. Oh yeah, we we are love looking at stuff to get upset about. There's so many. Today I had a, a, a Facebook about. friend who like saw some commercial. <laughs> What's a commercial? It was a like um like an ad on uh on the train, mm-hmm. and it says something like, "Oh, mouse probably reminds you of like what you want to have for dinner tonight," and it's like buy these meatballs, and she was like outrage, and I'm like, you just. You're really looking forward to like being super pissed off at everything. <laughs> I think uh, I've said this before, but everybody now has to know somebody who like would go to a restaurant and secretly be hoping to have like a bad experience. Yeah, we talked about that because that would mm-hmm. be more. Fun. That's just where we are right now. Like we're just we're we're crawling through news articles about and, video games, waiting to find the, something uh, to be furious about. And the infuriating thing about it is that while they're doing that, Trump is going to swoop in and take credit for the work that South Korea has been doing to, like... Because, <laughs> you know, this, this motherfucker is going to be like, oh, yes, I can beat now Korea he did united. It. He, he yeah, did it. I did it all with tweeting. You, you know what I... God, he did a good job. You know what I hate to say is, like, there's some part of me that understands that he probably did play a role in this, like, doesn't it make sense that a crazy person could get through to another crazy person on some level, and and the like is talk, I don't actually think talk Kim them Jong-un into doing something? Crazy. I think that uh, I, I think you know what I think. I think that they finished their fucking nuclear weapons, and they are hiding them somewhere. And now they're talking because they don't want to get creamed by international community and they want to try to rebuild their economy. I think they realized that they could have McDonald's there and I think that they just didn't realize that until now. And so now it's like, oh shit, wait, wait, wait a minute. If we're nice to everybody, we could have McDonald's? And it's like, yeah, you guys could. And, and it'll look like the one in the picture? <laughs> and it'll look like the... Actually, it might there. Fuck. I mean, yeah. over in Asia... Otherwise, you'll go to jail for a long time. Yeah, they seem like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and your whole family. Exactly. Yeah, Uh, they'll imprison your children. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, this does not look like the Big Mac, or I'm sorry, the Big Ol Maco, or whatever they call it. Could be Kimchi Mac. 
the kimchi mac. Actually, have you ever had a kimchi burger? Some of them are pretty good. I found that's a combination I do not care for that much. Really? Kimchi yeah. pancakes are really good. Kimchi pancakes. That's an interesting. Oh, yeah, I can see that. They're not like sweet, right? You're talking about like. No, a... no, no. They're, right? they're spicy. They're made with kimchi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like a savory uh, pancake. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm on board. I'm, I'm on board. You could have had those in Japan. They're good. That's true. I had a savory pancake. Uh, filled with noodles. I wouldn't have really called it a pancake, but they did, and so mm. I'm going along with it. But For lack of a better term, I had a I had a diabetes pancake too while I was there, so I really got a little bit of everything. You clean nice. your plate, no less. Randall, I <laughs> shut up. You don't have to tell everybody. Yes, I do. I could have kept that to myself. Um. <laughs> Actually, uh, speaking of the the faraway land of Japan, uh, Michael, you came back with some spoils. Um, I got myself a little treat. Yeah, you you did. Uh, I brought I brought back a game that I won't understand uh, as well, but I have a feeling I'm going to have an easier time understanding it than you're going to have understanding yours. Um, tell the did class. You, did you buy the uh, schoolgirl rape game? Did I? Yes. I didn't actually see a schoolgirl rape game. Uh, you probably know. did. You probably just didn't recognize <laughs> didn't know it what it was. the many horrible things that you were seeing all at once. So a small observation uh, on the subject of Japan. We think of it as like video game place. You could very easily go there and never see a video game. Um, and, yeah. and, and so much so that like there's only a certain part of town where they even sell video games and then nowhere else. Uh, that's least. not entirely all the, all fair. We nerds. didn't we didn't go into a department store while we, were, while we were there, so we didn't. Well, we didn't go into a like everyday consumer goods and electronics department store. Oh, okay, all right. Because I felt like it was pretty scarce, uh, and then it would be weird because like in the airport, there's like a Square Enix store or something, um, mm. but the Square Enix store won't sell you a video game. Will they swell? It's Square Enix. They're so just gonna sell you DLC or what? They'll, they'll, they'll sell you like an <laughs> they'll sell you a microtransaction. No, they're they're selling like toys and and t-shirts. Like, oh, that's boring. But it, it's kind of weird. Like you couldn't go into the Square Enix store and buy like, what's a Square Enix game? Uh, Tomb Raider. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that's one of them. Uh, I don't know. It was just it was just kind of odd to me. Um, but anyway, Michael, tell me. Had, had we gone into the Yodobashi camera that uh, cafe was attached to, they would have had all the all the games there. But oh, okay. But yeah, no, it's uh. So anyhow, I came back with a copy of Hokotoga Gotoku, or uh, the Yakuza Fist of the North Star crossover. That sounds more manly than whatever weird syllables you just said. Well, in, the name in Japanese would be something like "Becoming the North Star." So, yeah, Fist of the North Star. Or when you said uh, you said they don't call it the Yakuza games Yakuza, what do they call them? Ryuga Gotoku, uh, become like the dragon. Mm. Oh, I get now why it's called that. Okay. Yeah. Well, you couldn't you couldn't have a game just called Yakuza in Japan. It'd be a you'd be inviting some trouble. Yeah, I kept saying Yakuza, and Michael told me to stop. <laughs> Probably innocuous, but uh, you know, don't don't trouble trouble unless trouble troubles you, as they say. Yeah. So anyway, I, I big, dra- big dragon Lee. 
I, this, this gringo calling you out. I don't know if they were clear. Yeah, I know. They, they, <laughs> they could probably tell. They're like, ah, oh, you got to go fight that guy now. Yeah. <laughs> he's calling you out. He keeps saying Yakuza all over town. He keeps, he's just walking around town shouting Yakuza. <laughs> I can't help myself. I just tell him you were looking for like a, a sign up sheet. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, and that would have well, been a funny way for. To fight him uh, to get into that that would have been a funny way for our trip to end with me joining the Yakuza. <laughs> I would have uh, liked that if you came back and had to tell everybody like, oh, sorry, Jared lives there now. <laughs> we'd miss you, but we'd still be proud of you. He's the great uh, boss of uh, the Osaka region. <laughs> so what uh, what is this game like? So if you've if you've ever played a Yakuza game, it's pretty similar um, in the sense that you're pretty much just walking around town, getting into fights, solving problems. The only difference is now you're Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star. So when you punch people, instead of them falling over and going, Ugh, they uh, they explode in clouds of gore. Amazing. It's... So here, here's what I'll say. I really love the Yakuza series. Like it's It speaks to me on a personal level. I enjoy the action. I enjoy the, the stories. But they're at like nine games now, and they have... Pretty much, they've done some amazing gymnastics to ensure that the main character never has to actually kill anybody, despite living in a world of violence and you know organized crime. Whereas when I started uh, Fist of the North Star, in the first battle, I punch someone and then they swell up with like gigantic pustules all over their body and explode in a just rain of gore. I have so, to say, like, I I understand that Fist of the Northern Star is retarded. But I, I ironically love it. I don't know why. Like I guess I discovered it in a time in my like developmental cycle where I was ready for that kind of thing. Yeah, but, it's uh, it's corny and melodramatic, but at the same time, it's like basically Shiro's power is that he's like so emo that he just doesn't feel anything anymore. <laughs> it's like that's fucking well, stupid. But I don't well, know. Well, that man. and he can punch you in a pressure point, which will like make your torso explode. That too. Make your skeleton run away from your body. Uh, make you walk, walk, walk backwards into water. But, you know, like I, I, like I said, I inordinately love it. Like, and, and I understand it's corny and dumbass, but uh, it's been a great frustration to me that we haven't gotten any decent, uh, you know, freestyle Northern Star games in the West. Now, I don't even know if we I'm, really had any good ones ever. I'm going to need you to walk that statement back because Fist of the North Star on the original NES is fantastic. I haven't played that one, so I, maybe, you're, maybe you're right. Around. It has all the trappings of a good Fist of the North Star game. You, I, Considering it's an NES and it's a licensed game, I, uh, I think you actually can punch people into pieces in that game. Uh, when you kick people, they fly away. I'm thinking like NES. Uh, I'm thinking like really bad platforming. I think uh, it had that too. But so I, funny enough, I actually played it. Not not exaggerating. Like two days ago, in preparation for this discussion. Oh really? Because you were uh, expecting somebody to say like, yeah, the NES game. Uh, you were you, you were expecting for somebody to be like, ah, Fistol and other Star games suck. Ah, see, I got you. I snuck you in. Got me. You, you got me. It's it's really not very good. Um, but 
But when you kick people, they do fly off the screen. Uh, it seems odd to me that it got an English translation at all. Um, because if anything, Fist of the North Star is more popular here than in 1987. Um, I don't know. It just seems weird that it that it showed up here, period. But uh, you're probably right. Other than that, there's there's probably no Fist of the North Star games uh, that have that have come out that are worth anything. But I I could the, have to walk that back too. I don't know. The Muso game was was decent. It kind of nah. just distilled it down to you punching people into pieces, and that was pretty good. But uh, I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I don't know anything about it. So uh ken is looking for his girlfriend and uh just has to to punch people into bloody messes in order to get there oh is that just but is that the overall like fist of the north star thing pretty much yeah there's a bunch of shit with like his master and like his rival yeah that's that's Mm. all good but it's all fairly incidental to the main point of punching a guy all you need to do is when you introduce this guy He's walking through a desert and a building falls on him and the building breaks in half. I've seen that scene before. <laughs> so, uh, like, but that's all you need to do about, you know, Fist of the North Star. I think that's all I've seen. Is this one of those animes that has, like, a million episodes? Yes. Um, Not only that, but, like, across, like, 30 years because they keep making, like, new series. Yeah, the original comic, I think, was only about uh, 13... I mean, thirteen books long. It's not overly long, but it's uh, it spawned a lot of sequential remakes and new stories and things like that. And uh, it's uh, it's remained pretty consistently popular in Japan since since it got started. So it keeps spawning more merchandise, which and it has a like the, the newer episodes, especially have like this problem where like by now Kenshiro has been so much like stuff that he's like unstoppable. So, like, you know, you have, he would, like, run across an army and the army would be like, oh, you must be Kenshiro, we'll kill you and be famous. You know, after he, like, destroyed God and he would just, like, destroy him with, like, the pinky. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's very much Superman at this point. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it looks really tough, so I guess that's, that's something. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you- I think it's something where you probably couldn't, not everybody's going to get into it, but, you know, I just happened to, pick it up at the right time and now i i really like it but yeah i think it's the same thing with me michael where like i think it came along like in the right time in my life so now i like it yeah exactly but, like if i found it today i would have probably be like what is this shit <laughs> just ignore this it. is ridiculous yeah and it is but that's part of why i like it so yeah. curiously uh we saw a little bit of the game in action while we were in uh japan and mm. i think you had commented that you thought the voice acting uh, was fitting because it, it looks like what they've done is taken the uh, Yakuza game cast and have just put them into the Fist of the North Star game. Am I... I don't know so much about the cast except for the voice of Kiryu, but yeah, he plays he plays Kenshiro in this, and he is he is an excellent choice. So that that's working out still. Like you still, still oh, yeah. stand by that. I mean, for the most part, Kenshiro says a few things at most in any given situation, and mostly it's just him saying that you know. I'm looking for my. I'm looking for a woman. If you don't have that information, I'll go. And then you're now. I now you have to die. Yeah. All right. That sounds, sounds That's pretty much the Kenshiro starter pack right there. Those are all the most <laughs> important things. That and uh, unashamedly ripping off the Road Warrior. 
Yeah, I mean he's Mad Max, but he's a uh, he's Japanese Mad Max. He's Mad Max with like Bruce Lee, I guess. That would be like the best way to. Yeah, there you go. Perfect combination of the two. Yep. I mean, I guess what I'll say about the game is really there's not there's not much to just I can say to describe it except that it's just Yakuza with a fist of the North Star put on top of it. If you don't like either of those two things, you're probably not going to like this. And I might even say if you don't if you like Yakuza but don't like Fist of the North Star, I'm not even sure you would like you would like this either. But for someone like me, it's a it's a pretty excellent combination. It's uh, it does do a few things that I like. One is that you get to use all of Ken's techniques. So, you know, if you're in if you're in the middle of a battle, you can grab anyone at pretty much any time and use one of the you know horrible gruesome techniques to uh, to make you know their their head split in half or whatnot. And it uh, it's fairly gruesome for a Japanese game, at least by today's standards of Japanese. Like when you kill a guy, he'll he'll turn black, so you can't see the uh, the detail of the carnage. But when you kill a guy in, say, like a uh, a cinematic, it gets pretty gruesome. Like I've seen people get their heads chopped off and someone got a hole blown through them. And it's pretty gory. And it's if you ever read the comic, it's extremely gory. So it, it kind of captures a little bit of that without being. Yeah, I mean, without like that gore, I mean, it's kind of why we're here. Yeah, exactly. And the Musou games, for example, did not maintain much of that and it's uh it's definitely feels yeah. a little hollow because of that um you do the same kind of goofy side stories you know go find this go help this old lady do that type stuff that you do in yakuza um it's got some some fun little mini games like the the biker batting where you you like pick up a gigantic girder and as biker gangs come at you from the desert you you know knock them into the sky with the with the girder, that's kind of kind of charming, you know. <laughs> it 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 uses the setting well in a way that I think fans will probably probably get a pretty good kick out of. Um, the only other thing I might say is that Jared, perhaps you might have noticed this with uh, Yakuza Zero, especially as you get into the later game, a lot of the bosses don't necessarily get harder; they just seem to block more, and you have a harder time breaking through that block. They have more health bars. Yes, that too. Yeah. And I'm not very far, but I feel like they've done... They've used the the Fist of the North Star setting to kind of make that more interactive. So instead of just a guy who blocks all the time and just absorbs all the damage, you know, you'll have a guy who... Perhaps he's, he's blocking all the time, but now you can use, you know, Ken's different techniques to break those or, you know, instead of just being having a lot of health uh one of the first things i fight is this gigantic monster man who's like four or five stories tall and i could use the environment and climb up a ladder and get on top of his cage so i could punch him in the face rather than punch him in the legs and that broke through his defenses and it feels yeah, a little I was gonna say that's quite a like, bit more uh dynamic than yakuza usually is yeah it's 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 it feels so star has like some crazy ass like people in it so mm. it were really way it will really give him a, you know, a lot to do with bosses. Like I remember, there's one guy that f- uh, fights with like, uh, like a steel beam from like a building. Mm-hmm. Um, in the comics, or there's the big fat guy that could like absorb his punches. Art. I haven't I haven't met him, but I think he's he's such an iconic character that it and 
the way the story works is basically it's it's throwing out the comic book story and just telling its own story using a lot of the same characters. So cool. I've I've met Toki. Uh, I know Rao is going to be there later, and I think I'm going to fight him in a in an entirely new story. So it uh, it doesn't hesitate to take those characters and put them in there. I fought the uh, the warden from Cassandra, and it's not it's not related to the story. I if I was a little younger and maybe a little more intense on it, I probably would be offended by the fact that they're being so fast and loose with it. But in the way they're doing it, it just really feels like a lot of fun fan service. So, yeah. But on the other hand, like, what's the point of telling the story again, right? Yeah, exactly. No, I think so that's. I don't. I don't really necessarily mind that. I, I think that's something I appreciate now that I might not have at one point, but now I just like it. It's, you know, we you you get into these fights and they're brutal and they're intense and they're a lot of fun and they uh, they really play up a lot of the the melodramatic, you know posturing and screaming and you know long eight chinese character technique names that that makes uh that makes the series so much fun so it's really good i've uh i've really been enjoying it well i i hate you because i'm jealous so yeah so uh and, and actually that that leads to a second uh thing here which is uh one it was probably very wise to get this when you did um because I cannot find any evidence that it's coming to the U.S. No, uh, it seems nothing has been confirmed or uh, even hinted at at this point. So there's a very good chance that this is just going to stay a uh, Japanese exclusive. So you'll probably be glad that you uh, grabbed it when you could. But the follow-up to that, and you had kind of alluded to this earlier, uh, is if you're thinking of importing this, it sounds like you should be careful with that decision because there's a strong chance that you will not be able to understand a sizable portion of this game um, as far as, yeah. like, as far as like translation goes. It's, it uses some archaic Japanese and a lot of uh, very, a lot of the Chinese characters that get used or things you would not pick up in like a regular Japanese day-to-day life. So it's very difficult for me to understand. Even I think when I was at like my prime fluency, I kind of followed this book or I followed the comics very lightly. There was a lot of subtlety that I was missing there, which is okay because it's not it's not super important to know the uh, the subtleties of Kenshiro's relationship with his brothers and the master and whatnot. But uh, that said, if you if you do import this game, I think you could probably get by a lot of the time just by following the mini map and going to where they where they take you. But you're also going to miss out on a lot of the content, and I think. I've hit a couple of points where I've had to stop and get out my dictionary and do some do some research and some translation in order to understand what exactly I was supposed to be doing. So I thought it would be kind of fun to pick up a uh, a game while I was there too, um, like like you know something that's clearly a hundred percent Japanese and, and doesn't make any sense. So uh, <laughs> to that end, well, actually, so a couple observations, a couple other observations about games there. Um, not only are they sometimes like kind of unusual to spot or difficult to find, uh, or or at least not as everywhere as I thought. Uh, beyond that, I would also add that they are oddly priced. Um, they can range like up into the seventy and eighty dollar mark, uh, but they can also just as easily dip down uh, into the lower end of the spectrum. And there doesn't really seem to be any rhyme or reason to that. 
Uh, I don't know if you remember how much Fist of the North Star was when you picked it up, but... I believe it was 70, but it might have been 79. I think you're right. See, and like, so I bought God of War while we were there, and it was actually cheaper than it would have been back here. Because um, I think it was only like 54 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. I'm not sure how that works. I was concerned about God of War. I, I decided to pick it up there because I was like, whatever, if I bring it home and it doesn't work, like it doesn't work, so be it. Um, but it actually looks like they pretty much just put the US disc in a box with Japanese characters. Um, so there's once you open the game up, the only thing I can't do is I can't redeem whatever like the, you know, when you open up a new game and it's like, you know, you get the special shield, redeem this code. I, I think because, right. because my PlayStation is not in a Japanese region, I think I can't redeem that code. Yeah, I tried to do that. There's a there's a download code for uh, Fist of the North Star as well, which I I can't figure out if I'm doing something wrong, but it does not want to seem to accept or you know acknowledge you that I have a Japanese change. game. You you probably need to. Um... I I think you have to change your region. I think you have to actually yeah. go into your settings and set it to a PlayStation because if you yeah. if you take your PlayStation and you put and you set its region to Japan, then you can actually access the Japanese store. And mm-hmm. uh, that actually is good info for you, Lucio, because if you really wanted to, you could get the demo, yeah, for this uh, by just setting. I, mean, I might. Yeah, if you if you want to see like whether or not it's something that you think you're gonna you know actually be be worth uh, pushing into further, uh, you could yeah. you could definitely. Do I that. mean, like once I'm done, I'll send you my copy. About the archaic Japanese, like I actually speak regular Japanese, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean it's definitely. Definitely what, man. It's all Japanese to me. <laughs> well, it's yeah. all Japanese to me. Yeah, but it's even harder. Like, it seems like... Uh, it's even more Japanese. But look, we were shown this game by a guy who lives in Japan full time, and he wasn't even, like, translating everything in it. So uh, it, it looks like it's pretty tough uh, to... to but that's yeah. what I mean. It's like, I'm but, at a point... Yeah, I get what you mean. Like Where I'm, like, so low in the Japanese, like, literacy scale that... Like I, it's <laughs> I will get about the same amount of like text that is if I was it actually was like East Japanese. It actually might even make more sense to you <laughs> because you're you're so far removed from the language that you're just going to be interpreting like the emotions and and uh, the exactly. the sound of someone's voice, whereas Michael's sitting there like more scholarly and trying to figure out like, well, I know 80% of the sentence, but I don't understand the three words that would make it make sense. Right. I'm going to be looking at like the expressions and like the body language. Yeah. It's going to speak to you on like a more guttural, you know, uh, uh, bare bones way. Exactly. Actually, that's one thing I will give them credit for. Uh, Jared, probably something you've also noticed in Zero. Well, they can do some very impressive looking cinematics. A lot of the in-game animation is pretty stiff and not very, uh, not very generous with like the range of motions they give. Sure. Uh, Whereas uh, Fist of the North Star, they they're still not doing great, but they've vastly expanded upon the Yakuza repertoire of like guy swinging his hand wildly and then other guy kind of jutting his chest out like he's a tough guy. The the stuff that I worry about, and tell me if this kind of quest still exists. There's here's an example. There's a part in Yakuza Zero where you cannot proceed until you have purchased a box of candy from one of the uh, convenience stores, 
Mm-hmm. And it doesn't tell you where the box of candy is. You just know it's in one of the stores. And the the guy won't start the quest until it's in your inventory. So you just have to go buy it. And under So basically, you would have to understand all the words, including the name of the product that you're supposed to buy. Whereas I could see definitely just getting stuck in this game. If this game had like a similar moment, that would be the end of me. Because I wouldn't even know that they were asking me to get something, much less mm-hmm. what it is they're looking for me to get. I haven't run into that, or at least if I have, I don't, I'm not aware that I've run into it, but, right. but yeah, that's, those kind of things are what, uh, what I think might keep someone out of getting further in this game than, yeah than they would want to. Hmm. But, uh, Lucio, w- once I'm done, I'll be happy to send it to you, but I'm, I'm going to want it back too. So sure. But you're welcome to, you're welcome to take a crack at it. Cause I think even without knowing any Japanese, there's still some fun to be had and just, the sheer over-the-top violence. Uh, I mean, like I said, I ironically love the series. So, I mean, just having a game that isn't, you know, mediocre. I mean, there's still a chance that we'll get it here. Like, Sega pretty obviously wants to get all these Yakuza bucks uh, because they've they've had a pretty I don't know, man. Is it not a Sonic game? Apparently that's all the translate. Yeah, that's that's true too. Uh um, I don't know. It, I, I feel like they've identified this is something that we we enjoy over here and that we'd be willing to pay money for. I mean I guess you're right, but at the same time, you know, like just give it to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't even need a translate, I just put subtitles, just lap subtitles on it and like we're good. Well, I mean you you definitely need it translated. Um I mean, like subtitles in in English. Well, right, right, or right. Spanish, but right. That, but that is a translation. I'll take Italian. I don't. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think that it. So but here's the question: If they just ran it through Google Translate and gave you that, would that be cool? You know, that'd be super cool. You know how I watched like anime <laughs> for like the first like twenty years of my life, right? Yeah, you you were probably just taking like fan subs words for it, right? You were just so, you were just hoping that like that fourteen year old kid in Akron, Ohio, who lives in his mom's basement and translated the whole thing was you know oh, no, 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 not bullshitting. No, no, it was translated from Japanese to to English and from English to Spanish. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you probably didn't um, understand anything. And 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 it was like so there used to be a spreadsheet that was spread around ICQ. Um. And what we would do is like we would contact the person on the spreadsheet and we would usually meet like in like some corner somewhere and do like the shadiest like fucking exchange. Like I don't think like drug dealers are are this shady. (laughs) And it was all like VHS tapes that were clearly like copied so much that like half of it. I like the idea of you buying like back alley anime. Like that's yeah, it's basically what it was. I'm into that. Um, but yeah, I bought. Uh, so I I, I bought uh, God of War, like I was saying, and uh, brought right, it back alley. Br- brought it home and it worked fine. Well, no, not from a back alley, but just from a, a, a Japanese man. Um, but then I also bought uh, Shadow of the Colossus. And uh, that looks really Japanese. And I have a feeling that it probably is like the Japanese version and I'm not going to be able to read anything. Um, but my thought, mm. my thought process was there's, there's no words in that game. 
Yeah, you should remember already. So, like, as long as I can figure out the buttons, I'm probably good, right? Like, doesn't that... Did you play the original? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I should be fine, right? Like, it shouldn't, shouldn't be any problem. Yeah. If I even get to it. But right now, it's just looking pretty on my shelf, and that'll just have to be good enough. But uh, I guess we're, we're probably getting close on time, but I can tell you just a very small amount about God of War. Um, do either of you even give a shit, like... Spoilers? No. No, not spoilers. Uh, just, I guess, more so. Like, do you have any relation to this series? Is it something that you have followed in any way? So I played actually the whole thing. Uh huh. Um, I really liked the first one, and I think my enjoyment has like subsided with each subsequent entry. That would be fair. Um, uh, especially. I really like. I really like the first one for very nerdy reasons, besides the fact that when it came out, it was something that was pretty, like, revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And I feel that by the time 3 came out, uh, like, the spectacle genre had evolved where, like, it wasn't, like, up to par anymore. Yeah. Um, I think that's fair. Uh, now, I will say, uh, the real tipping point for God of War is God of War 4, which most people don't even know existed, uh, but it was uh, Ascension. The I believe it's a prequel. And it's a prequel, yeah. I for the PSP. Did you play? Did you play it? Well, no, it was on the I it was on did. the PlayStation Three. Mm, it was. It sure was. And I didn't play it because I played two in the. Um... You're thinking of Chains of Olympus. That was on yeah. the PSP. Uh, God of War Ascension so have, uh, was a So I haven't full, played all of them. Yeah, God of War Ascension was a full God of War game that came out on the PlayStation 3. And uh, I've never actually met someone who owned it. So there you go. Uh, I didn't even know it existed. So Yeah. It's kind, of, how well it did. it's kind of funny. Join the club. Uh, but it was pretty obviously like the point where like no one cared about this anymore. Yeah. Um, Anyway, the the new God of War takes place in. Uh, I'm not going to tell you anything that's news here. It, it's a Nordic uh, based game, so all of the gods that you encounter, like your your main antagonist th- for the game, is is presumably going to be Odin. Um, I haven't seen Odin yet, but a lot of people are talking about him, so I'm I'm assuming that we're going to run into each other at some point or another. Um, kick his ass. I, uh, but, but of course the other big development is Kratos has, uh, kind of mellowed out a little bit over the years and he grew a very big beard and a very big son. And those are the two things that that he's got now. And in Aww. the, uh, in the game story, uh, your wife that you made the son with has passed away. And so you have come home. It, it, it sounds like Kratos has been away, maybe not spending a ton of time with this kid, uh, but you're you're coming home and collecting the kid, and then you're going to take your wife's ashes up to the top of the tallest mountain uh, around and scatter them, which was her like final wish. And that should be a fairly com- uh, simple process, but it's turning out to be surprisingly difficult uh, with with a lot of people and enemies getting in the way to do so. Um, Why? That's that's the way that life goes for Kratos. Uh, wherever he heads, people uh, want to hurt him. Um, I guess the one of the big cruxes of the game is uh, Kratos is, of course, a god. And he has not told his kid that he is, uh, which I guess presumably the kid is a god too. 
Um, so Kratos right. hasn't shared that detail with him, but uh, the Nordic gods have like figured out that he's there, and I don't know if they know exactly what's up, but they basically know that like there's a god kicking it around in their town, and uh, that bothers them, and so they're they're kind of seeking him out and trying to, uh, you know, capture him or kill him or or do whatever. Um, but uh, from a gameplay perspective. I can already tell you, I'm only probably like maybe four, five hours into the game, maybe six. I might give it six. Um, it's definitely the best God of War game. Really? Like easily. <laughs> it's it's not even a question. Um, they've they've completely redesigned the style. It plays much more like kind of an adventure style game now, where there's a lot more exploration. Uh, the combat is kind of dialed back a little bit and it, it feels a lot simpler than the old games at first, but then kind of slowly f- starts to get more and more complex. And uh, Kratos has a ton of upgrades that you can do. So there's a lot more RPG mechanics. You can get armor. Your armor has sockets for gems. There's all this kind of so, stuff. Uh, it's way deeper than it used to be. Did you end up playing Hellblade? I did not. Because from the videos that I've seen, it reminds me kind of of, of that. And the combat of Halo was okay. It wasn't great, but it wasn't like bad either. It's kind of oh. hard to describe what they've done with the combat. Um, the game hangs over your shoulder, kind of like a Resident Evil 4 kind of thing. So mm-hmm. so you're you're tighter into Kratos than it probably feels like you should be, like the ca- from a camera perspective. Um but uh, you basically have like your weapon, which is the uh, the Leviathan axe, and it's one of the coolest weapons that I've ever gotten to use in a game. Um, if you hold the right trigger, you'll throw it, and uh, the left, or I'm sorry, the uh, the left trigger. If you hold the left trigger, you'll throw it. Uh, L or R1 is a, a precision throw, so you could hit someone like in the head or in the legs with it. Uh, and L or R2 is a like heavy throw and that will actually, depending on the enemy you hit with it, it can freeze them potentially, uh, or it can pin them to a wall depending on whether or not they're close enough to the wall and the type of enemy. Um, or if they're big enough, it might just do more damage than the normal precision throw. Um, but you could literally, it's kind of interesting. Like you could play this whole game ranged uh, the caveat is whenever you throw the axe, every single time you throw the axe, you have to call it back. Uh, so after you throw it, it'll just hang out wherever you threw it. And then when you hit triangle, it will fly back into your hands. And uh, But if you throw it and you don't call it back, you can just fight barehanded. And that's a totally legit way to play through the game too. Um, in fact... When you, uh, when you call the axe back, can it still hit enemies on the way back? Oh, it can. Okay. Nice. Yeah, cool. It's actually pretty satisfying. Uh, I would imagine. Yeah. It, it it's it's pretty. It feels it feels really good to get a guy down like to a sliver of health and you know throw the axe at him and miss and then call it back and have it cut him down on the way back. Uh, or or feel like Thor. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, like a cooler Thor. You're uh you're Thor except you're tearing people's heads off. Um, the game's still really violent. And you're pretty brutal with the way that you handle enemies, but it definitely feels a little dialed back to me. And I don't know if that's the game getting tamer or if it's just me and I'm like so desensitized at this point that I'm watching Kratos rip someone in two and I'm like, eh, it's no big deal. Um, 
But I, there's been a couple times where like I killed like a horned enemy, and I'm like, tear his horn off and stab it through his eye, <laughs> like you used to, and he doesn't. Hey, hey, his son is watching. Yeah, I, and I wondered if that has something to do with it too. If like Kratos can't desecrate a corpse anymore because his child is there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you because like when you, when you have kids, make no mistake in God of in the God of War games, he desecrated bodies like there Look, are, i have i have not desecrated a single corpse since my kids are around there are enemies who are who are long dead in those games who you're still tearing parts of and shoving back <laughs> into them like you can tell their neck has been snapped and yet regardless kratos is like i'm gonna go ahead and rip this off and i'm gonna stick it up his ass um or like i don't i don't know how well you guys remember those games but there's a there's a part that I, I I can't say I love it because people will come after me, but there's a an interesting part where Kratos takes a uh, like an innocent woman and shoves her into this wheel so that it'll hold a door open. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like, do you remember this? Nobody's gonna come after you, Jared. Nobody's listening. It's so fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, nobody made it this far. But uh anyway, I, I I've really uh I've really enjoyed the game so far. It's it's super good. Um, you know, I am looking. It looks like the Japanese version might have been censored. Uh, well, again, I I think that if my localization was set to Japanese, that's probably true. Um, but I'm like ninety percent sure that that is just the U.S. disc in the case. Like everything's in English on it. There's there's no indicator. There's no localization options or anything like that. Um, so I, I think that if I had a Japanese PlayStation though, I might be dealing with the Japanese version of the game. Um, I should find out where, how it's been censored though. Maybe I could, uh, share some insight into that. God of War censorship explained. No, I guess this is PlayStation saying that aside from the localization, there was no censorship that took place. Thank God. Yeah. Will the new God of War? We don't want Jared's First Amendment rights violated. Uh, I see. Uh, yeah, I don't see anything saying that it was censored, but we'll we'll see. Um, I'll keep looking so, into it a little bit, but I don't think I I do not think I'm playing a Japanese version of the game uh, by any stretch of the imagination. So, uh, what is the? Do you know the ratings in Japan? It's rated Z. <laughs> For, yeah, Z, I think, is... For everyone. <laughs> everyone, yes. Z adults only. I don't think Z is the worst. Actually, Z might be the worst. It sounds pretty bad. It's a Z. Mm. I guess the last letter. You're out of letters after that. Yeah, but it might be the case that another arbitrary number or letter is the... Uh, is the worst of the worst. See, this thing I'm reading, though, says that if you have a U.S. PlayStation Network account, then it won't be censored. Um, hmm. So, I don't know. Um, can you have... Oh, yeah, Z is the worst. Can you have nudity in a Japanese game? I think you can, but they seem to be very squeamish about it. Like, they even took it out of heavy rain. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious. It's it's weird. I'll look into this more uh, to see if anybody knows whether it got censored and whether or not I've been playing a censored one. If I have, it has not messed with my experience in any way. Um, the the dwarf that I interact with on a regular basis is still very foul-mouthed. Um, 
Which is kind of weird because I don't think I've heard anybody say fuck in God of War before. Uh, and it feels a little out of place. Um, but uh, I-, I will say one other thing about the game, which is I've been really impressed with the side content in it so far. Um, so the game has kind of like what I would describe as like a Hyrule field kind of map in the middle of it. It's this lake that you navigate and all of the different sections that you go to are, are hubs and spokes on that lake. Um, but I got dropped into it and I immediately turned away from where I was supposed to go and just made it a goal to explore as much as possible. And I went through like what in any other game would be an entire like dungeon or segment that I'm pretty sure I didn't have to go through at all. Um, and it was, it was like a section about this like fallen dwarf king who, uh, you go into his castle and he was like keeping pets and stuff and you uh, uh, accidentally free like a bunch of them and have to kill some of them. And none of that is the game's main storyline. I think it's all optional content from what I can tell. And it's super, super scripted and rich for being something that you could totally skip right past. So I've been really impressed with it in that regard. Now, I may find out later on in the game that they're like, oh, now you got to go here. And I just did it out of order. But I'm pretty sure it's just an optional quest. And if so, like it's it's pretty robust. Like you can do quite a bit uh beyond the the main campaign. So I've been really surprised in that regard. That's not something that you expect from a God of War game. Like so yeah. this is something very interesting that uh that I pulled up while you were talking about God of War. So it looks like Japan has two different types of uh ratings. There's the zero, uh-huh, mm. and that's A, B, C, D, and C. And those are um, just like normal games. But then they have another one called EOCS. And yeah, that one yeah. rates like basically suggestive games. So there's the R, which is 15 and up. And then there's uh, EOS, uh, e- EOCS 18, which rates 18 and up. Oh. So, so it's technically not the worst one. Technically not. Uh, it doesn't have any like sex, I guess. I feel like I only see those EOCS ratings on the games where someone really should be making people aware that bad things are. And I guess it's not in the fist of the North Star box. I think I think uh, it's more like uh, like erotic games. It sounds like from what I'm reading here. Yeah, I haven't seen anything terribly sexy in Fist of the North Star yet. Come on, man! You have Kenshiro. Hmm? Oh, you believe have me. The- the women will be taking their tops off for me, but it seems like it because uh, when you Google Fist of the North Star and click images, it doesn't take long to find something that would get you fired from a workplace. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, going back to um, to God of War. I mean, that's actually pretty much it. Like, it's it's really good. Uh, I think it's it's going to have to fuck up really hard to disappoint me at this point. Like I've, I've already been really impressed with it uh, just in the first like quarter of the game that I've played. Um, And so if it maintains this level of quality, like it's far and away a game of the year candidate. I'm, I'm quite sure. Like, I don't think I've played anything else this year that I've liked this much. Cool. So good job. uh, Sony way to go. Santa Monica studios. Uh, It's about, you did it. About time you got it right. Um, but yeah, I, I I honestly had just completely written the series off. I never really thought Kratos was like a very interesting character by any stretch of the imagination. It turns out all he needed was a child. 
I mean, I like the first game in terms of uh, it reminded me of like an actual Greek tragedy, right? A little bit, yeah. And it, it clearly had like influences from, you know, from Greek mythology, like, you know, getting tricked by a god into murdering your family. That's Heracles. That's what happened to him. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Well, on a simpler level, like pulling a Medusa's head off and using it to turn other people to stone. It's Perseus. That's, that's pretty cool. Like, that's a unique idea. And, uh, like, that's a great way to, like, use history in a over-the-top ridiculous video game. And I always enjoyed God of War 4 being so over-the-top. Like, it, it's just a balls-to-the-wall bonkers, uh, you know, kind of just guilty pleasure. Uh, but this is something different. This is a, this is a little bit more than that. Uh, I, I think this game will, will probably mean a lot more in the uh, grand scheme of things than some of this other stuff would. So, anyway, yeah. I've uh, I've enjoyed it. I, I'll let you know if it drops the ball completely, but it would have to fuck up pretty hard to to do that. So it's earned a lot of goodwill from me so far. What if you get to like the end and it's like it was all a dream? I am I am a little curious. I I I don't know if I just missed it, but there was basically like a Kiefer Sutherland solid snake moment here where they replaced Kratos's original voice actor with a more movie starish person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think I would have noticed the change at all. Uh, and I don't know if that's just because I've spent so long not seeing Kratos. And I also don't know if they offered to the voice actor and he said no. So I don't know if there was ever like the same level of drama here. But I was just kind of interested in that it, it seemed like that just like kind of happened with no real fanfare. Whereas when they replaced Solid Snake, it was like the world was ending. He's not a character who... At least I would think a lot of people feel a whole lot of strong yeah, I don't love think it's, towards like Snake. I yeah, I don't think it's as uh, as important as Snake to like the whole gaming thing. Yeah. I'm sure someone's upset about it. Yeah, I'll have to look. The voice it. actor. Um, well, that's the thing. So, like, I think I think that was the thing with Snake is is David Hayter was really clear about being like, that's not fucking cool. And uh, was, like the weird picture on Twitter with like the dots in his face. So I wonder if... <laughs> Saying the, that he could do bullcap too. I wonder if the, like, the uh, Kratos actor was just like, eh, who cares? Like, that's fine. Um, the one thing is consistent. Uh, Kratos is a scary black man. Um, he has to be. I, if a, I think wh- where people would be up in arms is if they let a white boy play Kratos. Then that's not okay. That's a critical thing. So. Uh, anyway, any any other thoughts on anything this week, or we feel like we're in a good place? Yeah, we're in a good place. Yeah, yeah, whatever. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we'll start we'll start resuming a normal schedule at this point. Hopefully, Jay can uh, join us next week. Um, back from space. Back from space. He's away to space right now, but uh, not for long. He'll be here any minute. Uh, if you enjoyed our podcast today, go uh, subscribe to us so that you can listen next week. We're on, uh, what, iTunes, Android, uh, the Google Play Store, all that stuff. So, I mean, you can subscribe. You'll figure it out. Uh, Go check out our website. It's enemyslime.com. You could also find us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. Uh, When Michael and I were in Japan, we ate delicious dumplings. And one of the things that you'll notice in Japan is that uh, everything has, like, a character like a, like a cartoon character um, or a theme song 
or just something. The the, the country is like Disneyland. Like it's like a <laughs> it's like if Disneyland became a country. Uh, and so like you'll be looking at a menu and they'll have pig on the menu and there's a cartoon pig who's waving to you and can't wait for you to eat him. And, You're just gonna love me. Uh, so Michael requested. Eat me, please. Michael requested as we were waiting in line to eat this uh, dumpling made of octopus. We listened to this song seven thousand times and uh, basically sang it for the entire rest of the trip. And Michael maybe promised that if he could find it, I would end our podcast, our first podcast, back with it. Uh, did you find it? I, he he did. He, he found it. I uh, can't wait to hear it tomorrow. You're gonna love it. So uh, I'm gonna let that that little ditty send us off, and uh, we will see you guys next week. And I think with that, we are out. Bye.